When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And this week, it's all about Taggy. Tim and I talk about season five, episode seven, Fairy Tale. The episode where Sean and Gus help a prison guard locate his escaped inmates while on a ferry boat. James and Julie's favorite thing, being on a boat. Such a funny episode. We can't wait for you to listen. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. I love the background. Look at you. You're it's, all official. I've, I have to big credit Allison, my set director, for making her look. There's a cane pumpkin in the weird uh, side background there. Oh, my God. Hilarious. I love it. Look at all the pineapples. It says Chief Lasseter. All your all this, the psych mug. It's so cute. I, should, I, should I unbox the bobbleheads? The bobbleheads. I mean, part of me mm-hmm. wants to unbox and part of me doesn't. I like them in the box. Okay. I think I like them in the box. I like the aesthetic of it, and I can okay. see what they are. So, um, I mean, anyone who's seen uh, Toy Story knows you're never supposed to unbox anything. Exactly. Exactly. I love that we're both in merch. I see your psychologists are in. I've got my Pepto pink on. Yay. Sweet. I Let love it. Let me see the Pepto pink one. Hmm? Let me see the Pepto pink one. Oh, yeah. I put a little V in it. I like a V-neck. Oh, it's so, good. it looks good. So, so Yeah. I like, cool I like it better. I like it better with the V-neck, the homemade yeah. the flash dance V-neck. I have to apologize for everybody. I am I am getting better, but I still have whatever this little cold thing was that I happened to have last week, and then I got a little better, and then it came back. So let me can I address something, Maggie Lawson, dear listeners? Just so you know, the professional that Margaret Cassidy Lawson is. It's just Mags and I today, so we could have easily. We don't have a guest day. It's just the joy of you, of her and I to get yakking, <laughs> which we she, love. She, she could have easily just gone. You know what? Let's. I'm not feeling good. Let's. Uh. Let's do this another time. But no, because she's a freaking professional. She's like, I cannot let our psychos down. I'm not going to skip this one. I'm going to play sick. I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm going to play hurt. She's I'm playing doing hurt. It. Everybody. I'm doing it sick. The show must go on, Tim. You know this. Absolutely. Because yeah. we are professionals. That's what we are. Oh, yeah. And um, I, got, I did point out the Jedi Pirate. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Oh, I I'm love the Jedi sure, Pirate sure pumpkin Jedi very pirate. much. I'm pretty sure that was, that was Jedi Pirate who gave me that in New Orleans Con I just did a few months ago. Oh, cool. And it love. lights up in Shut proper, up, in really? proper gent- oh my God. jack-o'-lantern. I'm so excited. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I feel like Andrew's episode was so long ago. It was. It was like a week and a half ago. So much has happened. That was day one of my of my little illness. So a week and a half ago in Maggie Tim time is is like a month. Oh, yeah. I mean, so much happens because no, we, t- we text each other by the hour. And then you, <laughs> you leave town and you're busy, of course, and, and can't quite deal with the hover friend, the helicopter friend of Tim. I think I did a pretty good job while I was in New York, except that the last day I was so planes, trains, and automobiles from like getting to that play and, and getting to the play, which by the way, 
I got to shout out the Kurt Fuller, the Kurt Fuller. I said, everyone, first off, everyone is so good in this play. And I hope, I hope it continues, you know, somewhere else. Another theater picks it up. It should. It's so good. Remind our listeners of the title of the play and what was Master, that? the Master of Puppets. Produced by the devilishly handsome and talented Jamas Rodé, yes. Jamas Rodé Rodriguez, yes. And a wonderful cast, a lot of psych. Dana Ashbrook was in it, Michael Hogan was in it, Amanda Datmer was in it. Directed by Gabe McKinley, who I believe wrote Extinction, which was another Red Dog play. Just a very, like, family, written by David Rock, who wrote a play you did as well, um, Tim, Grand Delusion. Grand Delusion, Um, where I first got to work with Kurt. I think it was the first time I met Kurt. Yeah, was on stage and I, Grand Illusion. That was the and first Amanda. time you met Kurt? That was before he was playing Woody? I think it was. I could be totally I think, wrong. No, I think you might be right, actually. I think you might be right. I think it was after that he came up. And then in 2010, I mean, I had known Kurt anyway, but we got to do Greedy, which was another Red Dog play. Which I was lucky enough to see. Yeah. So we've all kind of been a part of this family at some point, and, and we like to show up and support. And boy, did it. Uh, not disappoint. I mean, it never, oh, never, sorry, not that mention- it would. Mm. Dana Ashbrook, Michael Hogan, who was in our Shining episode, I believe. And then Amanda Detmer, who was in Black and Tan. And yeah, Dana, who was on Twin Peaks and of course did the Dual Spires episode. And we love who we love. Psychotic L- guest. And I got to say, about. another, and yes, hugely psychotic. I got to shout out the psychos. Tim, these psychos... So many were there, like, who came to see the play coming from everywhere. There were people from Indianapolis. You know, it was like Danny G, the besties. I know Lego Psych saw it at some point. I was there for closing weekend. Anyway, so that was, uh, yeah. But Tim, I thought up, up until the point where I was sort of very last minute moving around on the last day, I felt like I was doing a pretty good job of being like, you look where good. I am now. Look where I have. Look what I, look, look what they what have. Look what I'm drinking. You were, you were very good. And you know, it warms my heart when I get cocktail pictures from you. Absolutely. You know, that's like, all, that was what I'm thinking of. I was like, I sit at a bar, I see the whiskey. Damn. Because here's the problem. We had such a great reunion, intense Maggie Tim time prior to your leaving with doing your, um, your new Me podcast. Time. Have you all, I got to shout out the new podcast, Me Time with Maggie Lawson. Mm. I, I'm sure you've all, cause you're all amazing human beings out there. I'm sure you've already subscribed to her amazing new podcast. And if Me you haven't, please do. It's very fun. And Mags and I had got to have a really, really wonderful conversation. I actually just re-listened to it the other night. Oh, it was, I love that. I loved our episode so much, Tim. I loved As it so much. I mean, I loved, I loved recording it with you and I loved listening to it. Yeah. Because well, it, it's like I got do... to be there again. What? It's like I got to be there again, hanging out with you for an hour. Yeah. It's so fun. We have to have another day like that. I want you to come back. Just come back and be on me time and we'll go get Starbucks. You say have... the word. Maggie Tim time. I'm Tim, what do you think? Should we do uh, The Psychologist Are In? Yeah, we should. Now that we've talked yeah. about your amazing new podcast. Yeah. Me time with Maggie Lawson. And sometimes Thanks. Tim Amundsen. Thanks. Yeah, Maggie, exactly. let's let's do The Psychologist Are In and podcast this shit out of, out of fairy tale. Fairy tale. Season um, five, episode... Hmm? Six. What she said. Right? No, seven. This is seven. Sorry, episode seven, fairy tale. This is so many funny things I have to uh, almost off the bat address, but 
I would have loved to have seen James and Dulé's face when they got a script about an episode taking place on a boat. Um, <laughs> which surprisingly, even though it doesn't, but you know, I mean, it was, yeah. a, it was a big boat. It wasn't a little boat, which they particularly do not enjoy. Correct. Okay, but we'll jump into Tim. Of, I got a bunch I, of big firsts on this. Does everybody, everybody, um, buckle in? Because mm-hmm. this one, this one, be careful. Slow down. Slow the treadmill down. Maybe put the vacuum in the corner. Make sure you're not vacuuming around anything breakable. Do we have a site first? I got some big firsts coming up in this episode. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I missed the first. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Okay, Tim, first off. Tim. Maggie. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. Look very cash. You like cash handsome today. Cause handsome. What's the word? Handsome. Handsome. As long as the word handsome is, is in there, that's all I care about. Tim, are you ready to podcast the shit out of? I'm wearing fairy my. Tale? I'm wearing my psychologist in merch. Got some pineapple Sternbush there. I am ready yes. to podcast the shit out of it now that you're feeling a little better and ready to go. Look, if let's, you're playing sick, I can gosh darn well be ready to podcast the shit out of this with you. Let's. Let's go before Let's I go. collapse. Let's roll. Okay. Episode seven, Fairy Tale, written by Saladin K. Patterson and Cal Cahoon, directed by Reginald Hudlin, who we honestly, we, we love Reggie so much and he's so busy. We tried to get him this week. We'll get him again, but we love him and he'll, he'll come to an episode at some point. Let me just, yeah, let me just say, Reg, Reggie and I have been going back and forth about this. He really wanted to come on the, the episode this week, but he's busy because he's such a massively successful producer and director. He's yeah. editing, he's in post-production on not one, but two films right now. Hey, let's talk about some of the films Reggie's produced. Oh, just that Django Unchained. Oh, just that. Just that little thing. And um, he's also produced, just so y'all, all y'all know, many of the Primetime Emmy Awards, the NAACP um, Image Awards oh, yeah, multiple he does. times. Yeah, he does like a lot of the awards. Yeah. Like Reginald is a big freaking deal. And we got him not once, but twice because he also did season six, True, True Grits. Yeah. Com- coming up next season. And we're going to hound him and get him on. We're going to get him on the podcast because we and love I think him so you, have, you have a psychiatry of separation with Reginald, don't you? Well, Tim, I'm so glad you asked. Yes, actually, I do. What's really funny is I actually thought I knew Reggie before psych. And because I feel I, I feel like I've known him forever. But he actually directed an episode of Angel from Hell, which was after psych. Well, after psych, actually, with the Jane Lynch. The Jane Lynch. Maggie yeah. Lawson starring Vehicle, my favorite yeah. post-psych Lawson project. Mm. Thank you, Tim. I loved it too. Yeah, we had a couple of psych directors on the J. Chanda Shekhar directed as well. Anyway, so yes, that's my psych degree of separation. Tim, did you get the pineapple sighting? Yes. No, I'm kidding. Of course I didn't. I didn't either. I was like, what? Oh my God, he actually got it. There is a pineapple on a passenger's tote bag as Sean and Gus walk by holding their stolen supplies. There's a wooden pineapple. Wow, there's we have a couple. There's a wooden pineapple on Mrs. Dunn's mantelpiece, I think. And um, I missed all of them. Missed it, totally missed it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you all ever think about how much time and energy you spend kind of thinking about or organizing or doing things around other people, like whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whatever, versus like how much time you actually spend on yourself? And if there's a balance between those two things, 
It's so easy to get caught up in what everybody else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. It's funny because I have another podcast called Me Time where I kind of talk about exactly that. But I do feel like if you don't take the time to take care of yourself, it's very hard to kind of show up in the way you want to for other people. Someone recently said to me, it's that thing about putting your oxygen mask on on yourself first before you can help others. Anyway, but see, when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so that you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind, which is what I always talk about on here with why I think therapy is great because it helps you understand yourself better. It helps you kind of enrich your relationship with yourself so that you can, you know, be at your best and be there for other people as well. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It's so, so easy. And they set it up in such a way that makes you feel as safe as possible as one should feel going into therapy. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pineapple today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash pineapple. Life can get pretty hectic sometimes and finding moments of tranquility is so important. That's why I want to share something that has truly made a difference in my life. Cozy earth. Let me tell you, these are my most favorite sheets I've ever slept on. Cozy Earth isn't just your average bedding company. They are on a mission to provide ultimate comfort while caring for our planet. Their products are made from 100% organic bamboo fabric, which is not only incredibly soft, but it's also eco-friendly. The smoothness and breathability of the bamboo fabric creates an incredible sleep experience. Plus they're temperature regulating. So say goodbye to tossing and turning from those night sweats. I'm a big temperature sleeper person. I think I'm a little bit of a sheet connoisseur, honestly. I have to say, these are the greatest sheets I've ever slept on. I love them so, so, so much. What's even better is that Cozy Earth is committed to sustainable practices, which is great too. They use eco-friendly packaging and support reforestation efforts. So every time you snuggle up in their products, you're making a positive impact on our planet. Oh, and check out Oprah's favorite things section because they're Oprah's favorite. So they have to be perfect. Plus, all products come with a 10-year warranty. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Get 35% off site-wide when you use code PINEAPPLE. That is a huge discount. 35% off site-wide when you use code PINEAPPLE on the Cozy Earth website. Okay, let's dive in. Cold open. It's 1990. Young Sean and Gus tie themselves. Okay, uh, tie sorry. themselves. Here's the what I do believe is the very first. I have a series first. Whoa. Okay. Wait, according really? To, yes. Ac- according to the interwebs new movie database, this is the very first episode that young Sean was played by the handsome and successful Skylar Gizondo. We actually did Santa Clarita diet together as well. So they time themselves practicing for a one-legged race, then fight over who gets to keep the prize. Flash forward to present time as Sean and Gus board a ferry bound for the Channel Islands. They're volunteering, though Sean doesn't know it at first, for an environmental cleanup along with other nature lovers and a group of four prisoners on work detail. After Gus gets seasick and rushes to the bathroom, he's met by the prison guard and prisoners in line to go to the restroom as well. But even they aren't animals letting the little boy doing the pee-pee dance go first. Yes, Tim. So our prison guard is played by the gloriously, wonderfully funny and kind Shia McBride, who I've got a great sexual separation with. 
So Shan and I worked together the next, in 2000, this was 2010, I think 2011, we worked together on a great episode of a show called Human Target. Also oh, in Vancouver. really? Yeah, and Shai was super cool. We, we got along really well and had, had a couple of breakfasts and lunches together. Lovely guy from Chicago. Thus, that's why his name is Shai. Shai uh-huh. Town. I didn't know that. That's not why his name is Shai. Is it really? I'm going to say yes. I love that, actually. It's uh, Chicago. Shai. Oh, Shai Town. He's so funny in this. He's so great. So sweet. He was so sweet when he came up. Anyway, so after that's, I love that you guys did Human Target together, by the way. Okay, so the guy, little boy little, does the uh, dance. Fun little quinky dink. My friend Steven Skaya wrote my role on Human Target. Guess who I had lunch with yesterday? Mm mm. Yeah, Steven. Really? I had, we hit the pickets together a couple weeks ago, the uh, WGA <laughs> picket lines. Mm-hmm. Union Solidarity, yo. So we, yeah, WGA, decided, WGA Solidarity, right here. We've gone on this quest. We've decided to make our summer quest. The quest of like finding the perfect cheeseburger in LA. So we went, I love we, went this. we had a little, t- took a little trip to the Apple Pan. Oh, well, a lot of people would say that is the best burger in LA. But here's why this is important to me. I've been dreaming about the Hickory Burger at the Apple Pan, which, if you don't know, which many of you don't, Apple Pan is, is an old school burger stand in Los Angeles, in West LA. In West, West LA, yeah. And, and there's, there's only called, one. It's not like a chain or anything else. It's, and there's something yeah. called a Hickory Burger, which it's this burger with kind of Hickory sauce. But it was it's right near California Rehab Institute, where I first rehabbed when I got medevaced back after that thing that happened that was in all the papers. What? Maggie had a stroke. Oh, right. That. Six years ago, I'm doing fine. But one of the things I've been... When I was in this hospital near Apple Pan... Craving a burger, and they're big sloppy burgers. So you kind of really need two hands to eat with them. I've only got one really working hand right now. So I was like, I didn't know when I was ever going to back tap a pen for one. And gosh darn it, if they didn't cut it in half for me so I could eat this, I could oh. devour this burger yesterday. And it was, it was so good. Actually, got a cap and everything. Because <laughs> it really it was kind of marking a big Did you uh, get a cap at the apple pan? I did. Steve bought That's me a cap. That's so cute. <laughs> that is well, so cute. I was like, I got, a, I got a baseball cap too. They're selling merch now, so like, I got to get some merch if I'm going to to mark this monumental um, milestone. Which I mean, going to get a burger may not sound like a big post-stroke milestone, but for me, it, it really was because I, like, I didn't know how I was going to ever get back there. Now, the big milestone would be when can I eat this sucker with two hands? Soon, soon. I'm calling it soon. Oh, I love that story, so, and I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. So my buddy Steve Scott and I went out there yesterday. So into the yeah, So Steve is why I got on Human Target and many other shows. Amazing. Why amazing? I love Psychic this. Psychic connection. Okay. okay. When Sean and Gus, when Gus and Sean leave the um, the first aid room to remedy Gus's seasickness, they find the prison guard Craig Snowden tied up and gagged in a storage closet. Craig tells them that the prisoners he was guarding escaped and are loose on the ferry, so Sean calls Henry and tells him the news. Then Sean, Gus, and Craig split up to grab some supplies from Gus's dorky (laughs) nature group. That's when Sean and Gus find the prisoners trying to escape on the life raft and let Craig know by using Gus's radio voice. (laughs) That was, which was very funny. After Sean and Gus free the life raft, the prisoners hold them as hostages and then up the stakes claiming that if they are not able to safely escape the ferry, they will start shooting hostages. Yes, Tim. I have a minorly fun little side separation with one of these prisoners. So the prisoner with the guard, who will later learn his name, which I don't remember right now, is played by a guy named, an actor named Kevin Alejandro. Kevin Alejandro is great, by the way. And Kevin was in many episodes of Lucifer, which I then went on to guest with. So I didn't work... As much with Kevin and Lucifer as I did with Shy and 
human target, but still, it's like we did. We did, we were we in a transfer band together at one point on Lucifer. So um, it was nice to go. Oh hey, look at it's, yeah. It's, I was kind of a fan of his. I knew him. He was on um, uh, True Blood and and some other shows. And so when he came up and did our show, I was I was I was like, oh, I'm like already a fan of this person. I didn't know you'd worked with him. I mean, so cool. we rode together to set and we were in the, right. we were in the makeup trailer together, but right. for a lot of times, that's all you really get when you're guest starring. You don't really get, always get to have meaty scenes with regulars right. on shows. He's so good though. Great okay. Guys. The SVPD surrounds the ferry and I know you're going to comment on what I'm going to comment on oh, and assess the massive so. hostage situation they have on their hands. Craig then has the idea of creating a diversion to freak them out and break up their unity. I mean, so could all- we look any cooler we're on, we're on the boat now with, with Vic. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're both in our aviators. We're in our we're in our we're on a bulletproof vest, looking yeah. looking as badass cop like as we can. And I have a major flashback, a, a um, a joyful um. This is gonna make everybody really excited. O'Hara is rocking full on old school Pepto pink, not like I mean, not a not a rose blush, mm-mm. not just like a cranberry, not not something in the family of Pepto pink. A full-on Pepto Pink OG Pepto season one sweater. So drink up, make it a double. Yeah, this is a this is a very legit drink that you're having. In fact, yeah. it might be the whole glass. It might be. You might want to have some Maybe. crackers. Yeah, yeah. So I was really excited um, to see. It wasn't like I didn't have to stretch this and dance on it all with like eh, nope. it's kind of a it's kind of a rose blush. No, no, that's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. Okay, Boom, right so there. Sean takes yeah. So Sean takes all of th- all three of Gus's seasickness patches, and of course, chaos ensues. But luckily, Sean sneaks him another patch. Hold on one second. Okay, there we go. A tense countdown begins, and we learn that the cops set up snipers. Craig, by the way, the Craig of it all Craig. was my favorite <laughs> because it, it never lets up. It's the whole episode. Anyway. A tense countdown begins and we learn that the cops set up snipers. Craig teaches Sean a method to use against the prisoners by repeating what they say as an angry question. So Sean uses that strategy at the worst possible time and gets kicked in the face. (laughs) Sean then notices that all of the prisoners have matching tattoos and the inmates decide to use the hostages as a human shield. Chief Vic, we got to call out uh, Chief Vic in this too. She makes the call to go in with the snipers and the prisoners, uh, take two hostages inside and Lassiter because I feel like Chief Vic is like, first off, very sun-kissed. She looks stunning. And second, you hate Craig. I mean, we haven't gotten there, but you hate him so much and we'll get there soon. It made me laugh every time you two had to be in a scene together. Okay, Chief Vic then makes the call to go with the snipers and prisoners to take hostages inside. That's when we hear two gunshots. Then the SWAT team shoots tear gas onto the ship and makes their way on. The SBPD storms the ferry, apprehends the inmates, and rushes the injured hostages to safety. But Sean then swiftly points out that the injured hostages they took were actually inmates in disguise. So now they have two prisoners on the loose. Back at the SBPD, Craig has been fired, and Sean believes there was a third accomplice, Craig has been fired. There was a third accomplice in addition to the two escaped prisoners. Then Craig and Lassie get into a fight of wit and words and Lassie leaves by saying, you smell of failure. Because the only <laughs> way I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to beat shy in a fight is got to be with wit and words. It's certainly not physically, but um, it's, it's up there. Like you're at a 10. 
with your like, <laughs> I don't like this guy. <laughs> I was, as, as we say on the show, I was uppercase mad. <laughs> Very much uppercase I almost mad. got a spit I, take out of you I, there. I loved it. I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, oh, I should be scared, but this is very funny. Okay. Sean remembers a tattoo on one of the inmates. Tres Diablos, which they learn is a gang run by one of the convicts, uh, convicts' former cellmate, Percy Dunn. But Craig tells them that Percy has actually been dead for two years. They then realize it wasn't Percy they needed to talk to, but rather Percy's mother, Lorraine Dunn. She's been in regular contact with the head convict since her son's death, and they learned that he even paid Lorraine a visit earlier that day. Paid Lorraine are hard words to say in a row, especially when you're on college. Paid Lorraine. Paid Lorraine. Not easy. They asked to see something in her late son's room. Sean searches the room and discovers that a key has been taken. They investigate further and discover that Percy hid a stash of money for his cellmate to find once he broke out of prison, which was what the key was for. This feels very Shawshanky. Go on. There's a really fun... Oh psychic intuition connection in there. Can Hang you on. I'm in, I need okay, to I blow see, my nose really coming. quick. I will be right okay. back. Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. This will be fun for everyone. One second. I'm coming right back. I'm coming right back. I promise. Bum, 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 bum. Waiting for Maggie to sneeze music. This is it right now. It's a song I just wrote. It's called Waiting for Maggie to Sneeze. Oh, she's okay. It was a false you alarm. You see my cute pajamas, everybody. Okay, I'm back. I'm Yay, back. she's back. Sneeze averted. We discovered the inmate's name was Percy Dunn. Sean's got a great bit about Percy Dunn, the lightning thief. And, oh, uh, yeah. and Dulé corrects me like, no, that's Percy Jackson. Which the psychic <laughs> uh, intuition is, um, I, as you know, Maggie, and some of you listeners know, recently went and played Hephaestus, God of Blacksmithery, in the Disney Plus coming out next year massive series we're so excited for this tim percy jackson yeah so i was i, I just yeah I, this is how i this is how you do it folks if you're an, an actor who needs an ego boost you just bring stuff around any connection you can to your work that's what i just did and it worked beautiful it was seamless tim <laughs> i love it it well, was time to think about it while you're almost sneezing as it should be because that's you know you never wanted to be like that obvious but it was a perfectly seamless moment. You're a generous um, friend. <laughs> you got it in there and it was perfect. Percy. Percy Jackson. Percy. I feel so loopy, you all. I feel like Coming I to Disney Plus loopy. 2024. I'm thinking early January might be. January 2024. Feel comes from bacteria all over the body. So why do deodorants stop at your armpits? That's why I'm so excited to tell you about Lumi, the world's best whole body deodorant. Its acidified formula is clinically proven to control odor-causing bacteria everywhere for a whopping 72 hours. Lumi is the first of its kind and seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Anywhere. Created by an OBGYN, who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated, this aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free deodorant helps prevent the stench anywhere on the body. Special offer. New customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with code pineapple at lumideodorant.com. $5 off of Lumi's starter pack with code pineapple at lumideodorant.com. What I love about Lumi is its commitment to using clean and natural ingredients. It is all plant-based. The ingredients make my skin feel soft and luxurious, and I smell great. Currently, my favorite scent is the peony rose. It's so pretty. 
It's like the perfect floral scent. Plus I can use it anywhere. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code pineapple at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code pineapple. That's Lumi, L-U-M-E. Are you tired of cycling through the endless amount of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow, but they don't really deliver results at the end of the bottle? Well, support for today's episode comes from OneSkin. Founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. I totally trust them. I don't know about you all, but I do. After testing thousands of peptides, they discovered OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged, also called senescent cells, the main source of skin aging and actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years. Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. Unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. Is your current skin regimen clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin? If not, give one skin a try and see the difference. I'm obsessed with one skin. Obsessed. Not only is it relieving my dry skin, but my face lines are reducing too. Can we talk? It's it's very glowy. That's another thing. Like I, I noticed this right away when I started using it. My skin just feels very, very, very happy. Oh, like and, and immediately. One skin is for everyone who wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code pineapple at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code pineapple. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with One Skin. Here's the other crazy quinky thing about Percy Jackson. The reason I got on Percy Jackson is because my friend Danny Schatz and John Steinbergs, who I first met on Jericho, got on Jericho because of, set up, going back now, Steve Skaya, who put me on Human Target. Look at it, this. this. It's Steve all Skaya. just. He links it's everybody. The, it's the world of, of my career. I love this. And the Apple Pan. We've tied in the Apple Pan too, which I also love. Which we missed a very important for. piece from the back of the SPPD. Well, we are, because how could okay. we forget a very important moment where Craig hits on Juliet, calling her a dime piece? This is my favorite scene in the episode. Me when too. he calls her a dime piece. Yeah. And then Sean makes a connection to yeah, the he didn't know what it was. calling somebody a dime Yeah. But then, because Sean didn't know what it was, Maggie... O'Hara gets a very uh, a great smile. She's so flattered by this piece, and you you jo- you gleefully explain it means a hot girl. Absolutely, and he's referring to me, you, me, the dime okay. piece, a dime piece. Sean then yes, I'm very charmed by Shy. Sean then gets a clue to go visit the inmate's girlfriend and son. And after she, this seems very funny. She mentioned to church. Sean realizes that the, uh, where the money, oh, that that's where the money is hidden. At the church, the team looks around for the money and then finds the inmates. After holding the Bible, up oh, the Bible, the inmate drops his weapon. But in a stunning turn of events, Craig points a gun on Sean, Craig. Gus, and the two. 
and the two inmates. He even duct tapes them to the podiums. Craig makes an escape in the blueberry, but is stopped shortly by Sean and Gus. Sean and Gus have to uh, then have to one-legged race to catch him. Um, nice, nice callback. Um, I think I'm another show first in this in this scene. What? I could be wrong. Series first. I think it's the first time ever we see someone actually get shot because Craig shoots our two bad guys. Is it? Wait a second, though, because I feel like. I feel like, wait, did, did we already do Sean takes a shot in the dark? Don't we see that? Do we get, no, maybe we don't actually see the shot. No, I think it's the first time we see a gun fired cut to someone with a bullet wound. Yeah. No, but I think you're right. But because it's psych, it's one guy takes it in the shoulder, the other guy takes it in the leg. Right. So no one's going to um, life-threatening gunshot injuries. But I thought, so I thought it was So at this point, we could say verse. that no one was, uh, was. Uh, no one was murdered. In this episode, oh. I, this morning I was, I was kind of snoozing, thinking about the prepping for the episode today and going, wait, wh- where was the, you know what? Like, when am I going to get to do the thing? Well, there it is. But thank you, Maggie. You, kinda, you teed I, that up perfectly. I kind of thought of it too. I kept thinking like something feels like it's missing from this episode oh. so far. What is it? Just a murder. <laughs> That's the gritted teeth, that one. Yeah. And it went up at the end. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's com- commitment. It's the new office. It's the new office, Tim. Okay. They plead with Craig not to take the money and try to appeal uh, to him on his level. Craig points the gun at Sean and Gus and shoots, but Sean and Gus aren't hit. Craig ends up shooting and injuring the two approaching inmates. Back at the SBPD, Sean and Gus lie on Craig's behalf in order to get him his job back. And as a result, Craig is given a reward for returning the stolen money. Sean and Gus fully expect to get a little monetary pat on the back for not telling on Craig to Chief Vic. But Craig decides to keep the money for himself and he heads off into the sunset. Back at the psych office, Sean and Gus receive a postcard from Craig. A picture of of him surrounded by a bunch of women. Gus then tells Sean he has another environmental cleanup in Lower Shannon. Which was, I gotta say, it was... He opened his wine bar in Thailand was his um his yeah, dream to Bangkok. do with the money. That was his dream. What's the funny bit that uh Sean says? He refers to it. How many how many more bars do they need in uh, Yeah, does Bangkok really need another wine bar? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh okay, there we go. So there's our episode, which is great because my voice is starting to go and we still have fan Perfect questions. Timing. So just want to point out. This episode of The Boys on the Ferry is classic Laurel and Hardy. This is another fine mess you've gotten us into. Oh, very much. Which I just, I love seeing, yeah. Good uh, tie-in. Good, yeah. That's how we do it here on Psych. (laughs) Reggie directed the shit out of this. This was quite an episode with the action, the car chase, the the boat. Like, he had a lot to do. And the whole, like, the, the scene in the church, the... At what yeah. point isn't there a um Sean breaks it down and do I think uh Gus says that sounds like a wrap up to a Scooby Doo episode? Yes. <laughs> yes. Which I love that they finally got in a Scooby Doo a proper Scooby Doo reference. No, they did. It was perfect. I was good. And they would have gotten away actually, with it if it wasn't for you darn kids. Yep. You meddling kids. Um okay. Fan questions. Fan questions Red. while you still have a voice. While I still have a voice. Did James and Dulé have to practice their one-legged run? Knowing those two, they were like, nah. <laughs> I'm sure they used to do that in, their, in between scenes all the time anyway, just because that's how close those guys are. 
I think that's how they bonded when they originally met. They were like, well, we could like hang out, maybe go to a bar, do something and try to bond and get to know each other. Or we could just do a one-legged race. Cuts to they going, uh, how about not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't do that. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> that sounds weird. Sorry, Dulé, we're butchering your, uh, an impression of you, but it's also fun. Um, okay. Where did you get the boat? No idea. No idea. Do you know, Tim? Uh, ferries are us. Yeah. I, we rented Vancouver, this boat. Vancouver rent a ferry. This would have been up in Horseshoe Bay, I'm sure. Um, I think it was, was Horseshoe Bay. Was it? It was Horseshoe Bay, right? I'm pretty sure it was. I just remember being up there, which is mm. a beautiful part of the Vancouver Stunning. area. Oh, so nice. Um, okay. Was the interior shot on land? Good question. I believe it may have been. The interior of the ferry? Yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, having. Actually, I don't know that we would have built that if we had a ferry we could use. No, I, I would say being a, a guy from Seattle where ferries are a part of the Seattle life. Yeah. And it really looks, it, that looked too authentically real to be a rebuild. Not yeah. that our amazing production team couldn't recreate perfectly the interior of a, um, of a ferry. It was a little too realistic. No, I, I agree. They would have done it perfectly, but I feel like if, since we had the ferry, we would have, I think we did shoot. I think we shot inside. Cause that's when yeah. we're Gord marks. Our, our lamp producer would have gone, why am I paying the money to rebuild this? when we are already using, we've already yeah. rented the thing for the, for the four weeks. No, for sure. Hey, what was a best behind the scenes moment with shy? Do you remember? I just remember loving him. He's such a, he's just a fun, joyful person to have around. I don't really remember. I mean, I wasn't in this episode very much, so I don't have a time. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have one. Did we go out? I'm sure we took him out. I'm sure we like all went out and played. Well, it's kind of a, it's a rule. If you came and guessed right on a show, you had to come drink with us. Right. Even if yeah. it's club soda. Did any of us get seasick shooting the episode? Yeah, because we're out on a little boat, too. Right, I don't are. remember anyone getting seasick. Oh, you know what? I think, did Jamas? I, I, I'm going to, if I was putting money on it, I would say yes. Because it seems like I he always like goes seasick. I feel may then. have gotten a little sick. What was the episode that he, some, didn't he like? I, I know what you're It's much later in the, in the series. It is, right? That's it was what a I smaller boat, and you had to like sit in the hull of the boat, and it just... Breathing in diesel fumes and just getting even yeah. sicker and sicker as the moment mm -hmm. would go on. Yeah, he was not having a good time on that. Well, um, no one would come. Again, one, yeah, one more reason why the boys when they read the script immediately cross out the boat moat. At least they were on a ferry, this one. This was a bigger boat, so I think that would have been better. Yeah, which but, you don't really feel them a lot. Yeah, not as much. Did James and Dulé stay duct taped together during their breaks in filming? <laughs> I mean, of course not, but like... <laughs> I mean, look, the one thing I'll say, though, about something like that and on set, it's like when you shoot a hospital scene and let's say you're hooked up to a lot of machines, the time that it takes to undo all of that, if it's a quick turnaround, a turnaround being like we have a new lighting setup, we're going to get a different angle, we're going to go in for a close up, like stuff like that, then if it's quick, if it's only going to be 10 minutes, 15 minutes versus say like a half hour, 45 minutes for the lighting setup, then most likely you stay in position <laughs> so that you're not, you know, because the second you get untangled from all those things or unduct taped you. So my guess is it's very possible they stay duct taped just to like save time. I wish because we had a shot of them sitting that. in their um, set chairs duct taped together. 
Oh my God. There's, I hope there's a picture. I'm going to try to see if there's a picture somewhere, but these are very funny questions. Everyone knows how close James and Dulé are. So I think they're a little bit like, did they just do all these things together and never, ever separate? Kind of. I mean, anyway. Unless somebody had so good 10 one, which in the film industry business means I need to go potty. For some I, reason, potty I don't know what, do you ever know why they call it 10 one? I've never known this. I don't know. I'm, I'm literally asking you. I'm not trying to like. I don't either. Somebody obviously gave it a code. Okay, let's see. What does 10-1? Is it some military jargon? Okay, on a film set, 10-1 is the walkie-talkie code for the bathroom. While literally means you have to pee, using this as a catch-all saves your film crew from TMI. If you find you need more time, maybe the craft services is all beans. <laughs> Just <laughs> ask to upgrade your 10-1. Oh my God, how funny. Yeah, that's all I've ever known it to be too. It's just this like little code that, so it's not, you're not always like, okay, Maggie has to, Maggie's, Maggie's going to use the restroom. It's just like Maggie's 10-1, which everyone knows means the exact same thing. Or does the rich say, skip into the loo? Skip into the loo. Skip into the loo. That's cute. Tim, Maggie. that's our episode. This is like a really short episode. I, I got to say, it's short because I just want to note about this episode. You and I are not heavily featured in this one. Right. But we don't have a ton of memories from gosh it. Gosh right? darn it. Was it funny in spite of us not being in it a lot? Yeah. Yeah, this was a very funny episode. Again, I do I have s- to to flag the moment of the dime piece moment is just joyful for me to watch. Your you know, face, it is so funny. I could usually be sad about not being in the episode that much. But when you get a scene like that, when you get little bits that are just so good, even if it's only one or two, you're, it's just like, ah, it's all worth it. It's all well, worth it. I don't really care. You made the most out of it, my friend. I did. I really enjoyed that moment. There's no way around it. No way around it. And I want to shout you out as well because you you're so annoyed with Shy and so over his just basic below you police skills. I love love you and Tim. Thank you. We podcasted just shit out of fairy tale. Yes, we did. And you especially get the uh, all the props because being as so sick as you are. Thank you. So um, go hydrate and go to bed. Next, next podcast. My voice is going to be normal. I'm going to be 100%. I promise. Deal. And um, I can't wait to see you then for the next one. This episode was so good. I actually forgot about this one. I really, really, really love it. I think the comedy was crazy. The antics between Craig and Lassie, the flirting between Craig and Jules, the twist ending. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. As always, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the psychologists are in and our Twitter at psychologist pod. Plus check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash psychologists are in for full episodes of the pod and ad free apps. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.